should you be knocking Ezekiel Elliott down your boards if you're drafting this weekend? Is Greg Olson a reach in the fourth round of Football Guys Players Championship drafts? And what type, if any, investment should you be making in a Packers tight end in 2016? Plus, two-time FFPC main event league title winner and 2016 Pros versus Joes competitor Jay Flake swings into the show to chat about what he'd rather, who he'd rather draft between Jay Ajayi and Arian Foster and who he is hoping falls to him with his first two picks in the Pros versus Joes draft. Kentucky Fantasy Football State Commissioner, uh, State Championship Commissioner Farrell Elliott rolls out the Farrell barrel chock full of your emails as well. We've got a great show for you. Dave Gerzak is here. I'm Eric Balkman. Stick around. Your high stakes fantasy football hour starts now. Broadcast live and heard around the world. You are now listening to the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. It's the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com with your hosts, Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for football analysis from the best fantasy players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. Thanks a lot, Rob. Hello, everybody. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to the latest episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. My name is Eric Balkman. I am your slightly above average, above average host. My co-host is the Dizzle, Dave Gerzak, the patron saint of fantasy football. Coming up on tonight's show, we will play a Would You Rather with Le'Veon Bell. We'll discuss good late-round quarterback selections and bring on Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship Commissioner Farrell Elliott to help make some sense out of what Colts receiver should be the correct target in drafts. And Jay Flake, two-time main event league champ and pros versus Joe's competitor, will join us to talk about who he thinks the number one receiver in Minnesota is and what keeps bringing him back to the FFPC main event year after year. Shout out to the chat room tonight. You guys can post any questions you might have in there. If you want to connect with us on Twitter, we are at Hour. I am at Eric Balkman. Dave is at David Gerzak. Farrell is at KFFSC. You can post on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the high stakes fantasy football hour. 347-426-3682. That's 347-GAME-OVA if you want to give us a call. The uh, inbox is highstakesfantasyfootball at gmail.com. Our producer and mutual friend Rob, our audio engineer Bryce, will uh, get those questions that you send to that email address in for uh, the Farrell Barrel later on in the show when we wheel that out. That's always fun. Always fun to talk to Farrell, Dave, which we get a chance to tonight. You surprised me. I didn't know uh, Farrell was on. That's great. Yeah, he's, uh, he's um, well, uh, spoiler alert of, of what's going to his next appearance on our show. I'll bring that up at the end of the show. But, uh, yeah, he's coming on tonight, and uh, we'll hear from him again. I, I think this is the, the last time we'll hear him on a Friday show before August. So. Very cool that he's coming on tonight, rolling yeah. out the barrel, as it were. Yeah. How are you tonight? I'm great. I am excellent, and I'll tell you why. July 22nd, that's the date today that we're recording this, and if you're listening to it later, I'm sorry. It's a different day. July 22nd. You know what makes today special? Uh, what? The Baltimore Ravens are the first team in the NFL to begin training camp. 
Starts today. Rookies, we're reporting to the uh, Ravens training camp today. We're underway. Training camp is here officially. August is going to be here shortly. And you know what else is going to be here? On Monday, and again, I apologize if you're listening to it afterwards, but on Monday, the early bird deadline, or excuse me, not the early bird deadline, the early draft slot deadline for the FFPC main event will take place at midnight Pacific on Monday. You want your draft slots the following weekend, more than a month before the main event drafts are live in Vegas, you've got to get that team paid off uh, before that midnight deadline hits on Monday. I will send out some uh, reminder emails just in case you forget, but take care of that. There's nothing like early preparation to set you aside or set you apart from your competitors. Uh, this is a huge advantage for you if you take care of this right away. Uh, remember, uh, while you take care of that, Football Guys Players Championship drafts, super flex drafts, and online satellite drafts all going on at myffpc.com. Uh, listen, it, it's not a holiday weekend. You're just sitting around the house not doing anything. Why not join the draft? Try to win $250,000. Not a bad way to spend a weekend. So check that out at myffpc.com. Hey, speaking of spending, yes, uh, I just saw that uh, Mile High Stadium uh, Sports Authority is trying to sell the naming rights, and they've extended the bidding because no one's been bidding on it. Really? So I, I think the FF, FFPC should put in like you know 100 grand a year. What would we call it? Just the Fantasy Football Players yeah. Championship yeah. Stadium? We call it FFPC at Mile Stadium. High. Yeah. At Mile High. Sure, we can throw that in there. Yeah. 100 grand. <laughs> if no one's bad. making an offer, you lowball. Throw Here, it out there. Here's what I like to do. I would like to make an offer on that. I'd like to win the bidding, and then I'd like to also be part of the agreement that we can change the name of the stadium on a week to week basis. <laughs> and like, who's ever leading the main event, you know, call it like, Oh, it's the Todd Hunter stadium at mile high or, or the, the Chad Schroeder stadium at mile. I think that would be great. It would be great. You know, and for preseason, we could call it like the Eric Balkman stadium or the Dave Gerzak stadium. Yeah. We could I, it after ourselves. Listen, I don't want to associate my name with the stadium. <laughs> my, my, what if you were like, what if someone's like a billionaire, you know, like a Trump type guy, and they just, what if they bought naming rights and they just named it after themselves? Six minutes into the show, we have our first Trump reference of the night. Hey, sorry. I've been watching this whole convention. Book. How about the St. Bizzle Stadium way, at Mile High? That's not bad. <laughs> you know, you screwed up with like a couple of readings already. Yeah, I know. It was bad. Trump spoke for an hour and 17 minutes. No screw up. Yeah, I know. And I mean, he, he may not have liked the material. Yeah. But, you know. He's prolific. If he has a teleprompter, you have a sheet of paper. He has a standing invitation to co-host the show at any time. In fact, we have our Pros vs. Joe's drafts coming up on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday of this week, um, and we will have co-hosts for those. My co-hosts that I have lined up, I don't feel like they would be offended if I brought on Donald Trump as another co-host. Nice. So I know that Donald listens to this show. Sure. If he wants to co-host one of those drafts uh, with me and my co, you know, the, the guest just- co-host, he, he could sit in, and honestly, I might have not have to talk. He just he would just talk, talk the whole time. Be, oh, yeah. Oh, 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 here we go. Yeah, I'd be like, uh, have you listen, done one of these imitations? Listen, folks, Le'Veon Bell, he's a, he's he's a great player. He's a great player, great player. He and I, you know, and by the way, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're going to be great this year. They're going to be great. <laughs> so something like that, you and he would just do it for two hours straight. <laughs> I think it'd be great. Let's get to some football analysis before Fine. everybody turn, turns out. Uh, speaking of Le'Veon Bell, ESPN's Dan Graziano reports that Le'Veon Bell is facing a four-game suspension for violating the league's substance abuse policy. You know what's interesting about this is a month ago, there was a report that Mark Madden, who is a local radio personality in Pittsburgh, actually said that this was going to happen. And everybody said, you're crazy. Now, to, to be fair, he said some pretty outlandish stuff in the past that has not happened, but he was dead on uh, with this. Uh, Madden uh, received word that Bell skipped a drug test. Ian Rappaport from the NFL Network is actually reporting that it is skipped drug tests, plural. Yeah, he's been getting high all summer. Bell is uh, going to appeal it? Right. He's ex- we don't know. He's, no, I'm just, this is our job, is to determine what he's been doing. just to make up, speculate? Yes. 
That yeah, is what you do. He could be. I don't know. I don't know another reason why you would, if you're clean. Was he training? Was he bowling? Just hanging out? Especially at if it's if it's multiple tests. He's I had mean, a problem with pot before. Right. He's getting high. Right. And he didn't want to take the test. I don't understand another reason that you would miss a test if you're clean. Like if you're what, what multiple, especially if it's multiple tests. I don't understand. I don't. I can't. Occam's Razor would say, yeah, you're right. He's you're, probably been smoking. Yes, yeah, your job. That's your. This is your career. This is your job. So it's like it's not like it's like not showing up to work when you're a secretary at 9 a.m. in the morning on a Monday. Right. You have to go there. Right. Yeah. All right. I get it. So let's the fantasy. Let's talk about the fantasy analysis of this. Le'Veon Bell was going at well, the. First of all, he's going on a trading block in Carrington, where I own him. Yeah. By what, the way, okay, let me talk about this real quick. I'm gonna interrupt your whole story. Oh, don't don't talk about it yet because. All right, I'll get to that later. Then. Fine. You won't have to wait long. I'm, okay. I'm doubly pissed. I know. Keep and, along and we'll here. get we'll get to it. So let's talk about Le'Veon Bell. He was going anywhere usually in Football Guys Players Championship drafts between the 103 and the 107. Now he tumbles. I'm thinking he's actually going to be looking more like an early third to mid-third round pick right now. That's I don't just think me. he goes that well. That's just me projecting right now. I think he drops maybe eight to ten spots. Okay, well, the fact that... You, even, that many, I mean, even that many spots. If you think... If you didn't have a problem with Le'Veon Bell um, coming off that injury, if, you, if, you, if that was no big deal to you... Right. Now, where, you know, where does D'Angelo? Now you have to grab D'Angelo in like the seventh or so? He was going in the eighth, ninth before. So okay, I would so imagine six, six, seventh. Six, yeah. Okay, six rounds. And if you miss him, if you miss him, it's not the end of the world. You know, in week five, he's back. And you believe, just grab somebody else. I believe it was the Draft Sharks email today that said, or one of the Draft Sharks emails that said, um, D'Angelo Williams in the games that he was the man when Le'Veon Bell was hurt, on a points-per-game basis, he was actually number one yeah, in the great. NFL. Yeah. Better than Freeman, which good. is insane. Okay, so the fact that you don't think he's going to tumble as far, I think he's going to be a third-round pick. I think it'd be interesting to play a would-you-rather. Would you rather get a massage from a man or surgery from a female doctor? Would you have sex with Cleveland if it meant you could have sex with Angelina Jolie? Who would you rather do? What would you guys rather be? Who would you rather start a small business with? Who would you rather have sex with? Do you want breakfast or would you rather chew on your own ass as usual? What? I was going to start from the... Top to the bottom. I'm going to go from the bottom to the top here, Dave. Do you want some info on uh, where he went? Tonight? Yeah. Yeah. Is this a football guy's draft tonight? Yep. Went off at 7 o'clock. He went at the 212. Okay. So, okay. Well, I wasn't too far off. And neither was I. And you <laughs> actually were dead on with, with not as far as the early to mid-third. Okay. Well, I mean, it's only, I, mean, well, I know. Whatever. We're, we're <laughs> picking nits here. Would you rather have Le'Veon Bell or Mark Ingram? Bell. I guess. But, man, that's just like the fact that he's got these the, the knee issues and now this, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not liking him. I'm, I'm jumping off the bell train much earlier than you are, I think. I, I will still stay bell. Le'Veon Bell or Devontae Freeman? Um, I'll take Freeman. I would, too. Levan, uh, Levante. Le'Veon Bell or Jamal Charles? I like Charles, actually. I, I like Charles this year. I think he's coming back. I think he's, he's looking good already. I like him. Yeah, I would say so you're taking Charles over Bell. Yep. Me too. Le'Veon Bell or Lamar Miller? Uh, I'll take Lamar Miller. Yeah. People are, Lamar Miller, I think, is moving up. Everybody's well, you know, the, you know the thing that has me annoyed with Lamar Miller is J.J. Watt now is going to be missing all this time. And he, obviously, he's such a massive impact on their defense. Now I question how much Houston's going to be able to pound the ball um, you know, as much as they had planned on doing earlier. So that has me a little nervous. I, <laughs> you're, I will, very, you're very, uh, you're getting your third or fourth level. You're I'm in the minutia. Am I in the minutia? You're like a chess player. You're on the fourth level. Yeah. Balky Kasparov. What are they going to do and he's going to do and then they're going to do? Yeah. So uh, what He knows they, what, that I know that he knows I know. Yeah. 
What's Watt, what was Watt's injury again? What's his deal? He it was a uh, was it a, um, a back or leg or something? I know it was something significant that was like that was mu- going to muscle, shelve him. Like some some say a, yeah, soft tissue or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Steroids. Um, no comment. Le'Veon Bell or Adrian Peterson? Uh, AP. I agree. Le'Veon Bell or okay, you're taking David Johnson and Todd Gurley over Le'Veon Bell, right? Yes. Yeah, I am too. And last one, Le'Veon Bell or Lashawn McCoy? I'll take Bell. Okay, I agree. So okay, we're we're not too far uh, off on that. The, now, the reason we're not, the reason is that these other guys are. I, I think that becomes this line of demarcation where it's like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you get those first, second round backs, and then you get the third, fourth round backs. Yeah. I think there's a big difference between them. I mean, Freeman's right at that kind of. In I think he's line. above it. Yeah, he's right, but he's right around. But there. but he's close, yeah. And you would just, you would say Ingram is below that line? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's get to your rant here. Yes. Yeah, so Ezekiel, we're let's, let's about just let's, let's, dynasty right. I know, but let's leads. let's introduce why you're so ticked off. Ezekiel Elliott's girlfriend, alleged girlfriend. Well, first of all, I own Le'Veon Bell in that league. And right, you do. And very, very proud owner. Right. Was until. So Ezekiel Elliott's girlfriend, Tiffany Thompson, posted several photos of bruises to her Instagram account uh, Friday morning. Bruises of her to her Instagram account, not bruises on her Instagram account. Uh, she's claiming that she's a victim of domestic violence. This is according to TMZ Sports. Police reports have been filed. Elliot is the uh, suspect in the investigation. Thompson says Elliot assaulted her while they were in her vehicle. Uh, the images uh, posted to Thompson's Instagram. I don't think you can view anymore. Um, Why? Because she set her account to oh, private. I suppose you could go on like... Just T- Deadspin. TMZ. Oh, Deadspin or TMZ. Okay. Yeah. Which I, I saw them. I saw them and... It, you don't need to look at them. There's there's nothing there. Well, one of the images that was interesting is. I, and I don't mean to make light of it. I'm just saying you you get you gain nothing by looking at. Sexist. What? Don't bring this in the conversation. <laughs> so by, Elliot, the by the way, has denied doing anything. Go yeah, ahead. Of course, his agent told him to. I, I think one of the things I thought was interesting is she had um, looks like bruises on her uh, on her on her hand on her on her knuckle. Oh so really? Hopefully she got a couple. Well, you of know, shots Elliot now. said that she, she got the bruises from a bar fight, so that would make some sense. With him. Well, he didn't say that. I'm assuming not with okay. him. Yeah, so anyway, back to So the, the reason you're ticked off, you have Le'Veon Bell and Blake Carrington. And I just drafted Ezekiel Elliott At the 101 in the Carrington Dynasty League. So now both those guys are down. You're down to Jamal Charles and Isaiah Kroll, I believe you said, are your starters right now. I actually have, I traded for AP the two, so I'm actually all right. Oh, but for was, God's sake. I had a bad gift. Hashtag Dizzle problem. This is, this is what happened last year. I didn't even make the playoffs. Like, I don't have Elliot and Bell anymore. I have to start AP and Charles. This is in two hours Whoa, in July. Me. Two hours in July. This morning, I woke, the sun was out. Right. Granted, there's a heat wave going on. Right. The sun was out. I was perspiring as soon as I walked out of my house. Uh-huh. I, I put my sunglasses on. They fogged up instantly. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a great day. Yep. And then my day is ruined. You know, by 11 a.m. Central Time, ruined. Now, now, ladies and gentlemen, I will give Dave the benefit of the doubt. Yes, he has Adrian Peterson and Jamal Charles that he has to start at running back. Okay, whatever. His receivers, I mean, I don't, I don't want to embarrass you here. Let's just move But on. there's some really bad receivers on your team. <laughs> Let's move on. Alshon, Jeffrey, Sammy Watkins, Des Bryant. Who am I, who am I forgetting? Brandon, Brandon Cooks is on this team. Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. And, uh, well, okay, okay. So the receivers, okay, you're not going to be hurting there. But tight end, it's a wasteland. <laughs> you have nobody at tight end, except, of course, Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> yeah, well, Don't weep too hard for the I didn't even make the playoffs last year because of all my running back injuries, and I had the same overall, almost the same team. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport also reporting Josh Gordon met with the commissioner, Roger Goodell, on uh, Wednesday, July 20th. Uh, about returning to football, Jim Brown, who has actually uh, been working with the Browns and Josh Gordon, says that uh, Gordon has received help in the offseason 
for his issues. Dave, where are you taking Gordon right now? Less than 48 hours ago, okay. you and I had an independent conversation about Josh Gordon. In which Did we really? Yes. I don't remember this conversation. I'm like, what do you think the odds are? Because I was going to take him in the SB. Oh, yeah, I do remember this. 560 yeah. or 740. 480. Whatever, the hell, whatever 480. the hell it's called. Right. Uh, I was going to take him in that thing. And then I'm like, what do you think the odds are of Josh Gordon being an impact player? And you're like, ah, like 4%, 5%. I think they've gone up. They, ha- they, I, they I, probably have, but not as much as you'd think. And I didn't draft him, and I'm a little regretful. I'm gonna I don't, I'm not going to blame you though. I think it was. I think right. I take responsibility. Based for my on the information we had at the time, you made the the decision. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you where he's going in football guys drafts right now, but I want you to tell me where you would take him. Well, you know what? I'm gonna pull up that draft here. Well, that's see, this is cheating. No, I'm, well, I'm gonna pull it up after we talk about it. Well, you can. Okay, I asked you a question. <laughs> now you answer the question. Say where would you take him right now? Where would I take Josh Gordon right, right now? Thirteenth. Uh, I actually would take him a little bit earlier. I would take him like the 11th, 12th round. All right. Okay. Now, you are looking at it right Whoa. now. Where'd he go tonight? <laughs> he went in this draft at the 803. Okay. Now, he wow, ha- so I guess I'm a little he bit He has off. been going in like the ninth round usually oh, okay. in, right. in football guys drafts. So the moral of the story is neither one of us would get him. Yeah, I'm just looking at the players going around there. August 1st is going to be an interesting day. I know. Yeah, if you want to get in on, 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 on the Gordon goodness, Make sure you're drafting prior to August 1st because his, his, it, potentially his ADP could skyrocket that day. There's nobody else in that offense besides Corey Coleman and blocking tight end career year Gary Barnage. I'm telling you, man, Josh Gordon's ADP could go the way of the opposite way of, of Brexit, <laughs> of, of the markets after Brexit. Brexit. This, this would be, uh, this, I don't know what this would be. This would be Gordon as it were. <laughs> to, to, to Cleveland. All right. Actually, do we have a guest? Yeah, Can we I, do. Bad, God, bad puns God. aside, we have Jay Flake coming up right after this. You're listening to the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. I'm Eric Balkman. He's Dave Gerzak. We'll have much more coming up after this. It's the HSFF Hour. I am Eric Balkman. He is Dave Gerzak. I want to bring in uh, our guest tonight as we transition from uh, some Josh Gordon analysis that we talked about before the break. Hopefully that uh, helps you out. Draft Football Guys Players Championships prior to August 1st. Load them up, baby. Uh, Let's welcome in tonight's guest. He's been uh, doing fantasy football since 1992 when he used to run a league and pull the stats out of the paper the next day. He started the high-stakes stuff in 2006 with the WCOF and played that through 2010. In 2011, with WCOF going under, he switched to the FFPC and has not looked back. Now, with two main event league titles under his belt, he goes into the 2016 FFPC Pros versus Joes Division Number 4 Here Comes the Rain Again draft, fully prepared to bring the overall title back to the Joe side. Please welcome into the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour, Mr. Jay Flake. Jay, how are we doing tonight? Doing good tonight, thanks. Excellent. Uh, awesome to have you on, especially considering that we, uh, we're, we're getting you as you are prepping for your pros versus Joe's draft. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about your main event success uh, over the past couple of years. But before we get to that, tell the listeners uh, what you do for a living. I'm in sales. I work for a company, uh, Ericsson, uh, out of Sweden, and uh, sell telecom equipment. Kind of boring when it uh, when you think of that, but you know, fantasy football keeps me grounded. Do you ever, do you ever travel to Sweden? Yes, yeah, actually, they were, probably like twice a year. Yeah, that's pretty cool. How, so, how is it? How's Sweden? What's it like? It's uh, a lot of times I go. It's uh, October through December, so usually it's kind of overcast. 
cold, rainy, that kind of stuff. Hey, we live in Wisconsin. We enjoy it very much. Yeah, Yeah, everybody there, tall, blonde, blue eyes, pretty much. (laughs) Is that racist? Now, am I being racist? Yeah. (laughs) All right. Hey, a bit of uh, bulky trivia, Dave. When I worked for a mobile phone company, the first company phone I had there was an Ericsson. Nice. I'm not making that up. That is dead serious. Very cool. Was Was it a quality phone? It was a flip phone that I actually loved. And uh, this was way, way back in the day. And, and uh, I was <laughs> it's so, so dumb. It had caller ID. And I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. Give you an idea how, how, how long ago I worked for mobile, uh, in the mobile phone industry. But it had caller ID. And I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. Was that when they would screw people over and charge like six bucks a month for caller ID? Remember that? Uh, I do not because I never screwed over any of my customers with that. Yeah, right. All right. Jay, back to fantasy sports. I'm still mad about paying money for caller ID. All right, Greg Olson, he's going as the number three tight end off the board in FFPC drafts right now. With the impending return of Florida State's Kelvin Benjamin, Balky's boy. Go Knowles. And the potential breakout of my boy, Devin Funches, who's very young and talented. Boo Wolverines. Do you feel that Olson is a reach in the fourth round? No, in the fourth round, FFPC, I think he'd be pretty good value, to be honest with you. I mean, most of the drafts I've seen uh, preliminarily, he's going like second round. Um, you know, right after Jordan Reed. Um, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of in, in this format with a one-and-a-half point per catch to get those tight ends as, as you know, early as possible. Of course, Gronk would be fantastic in the first round. Um, you know, if I got Olsen myself in the third, I'd probably be happy. In fourth, I'd be, I'd be pretty thrilled, to be honest with you. I, I, I actually don't think – what's that? I was wondering who wrote this question. This is, we should be our, talking about is, the third round in our in This our is our form. producer, Rob. And no, he, the, the drafts I've been commissioning, more, I, now I have seen him go in the third round, but more often than not. And granted, I, I've probably only done like maybe two dozen of them so far this year, but I've seen him yeah. more in the fourth okay. than I have in the third. Fair enough. Go, keep okay, going, but Jake. that's just, again. The, we'll let Jake talk now. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, yeah but no, I was going to say, so, so even when, um, um, well, before Funches was there, you had, you had Cotre, right, two years ago. Um, and, um, I mean, he still had, what, 124 targets that year, two years ago? Um, same offensive coordinator, same coach, same scheme. So I, I would feel pretty confident with, uh, with Olsen, to be honest with you. Jay, you've, uh, you've had a lot of success in the, uh, the main event, both in 2014 and 2015. You won two uh, main event leagues. You finished in the top 75 in the championship round, in 2014 and 2015. In 2014, it was I, I believe you were in the top 50, uh, and then the uh, 71st overall last year. This is all despite not playing in a ton of leagues. I mean, you're talking about a couple of main event teams every single year, and you, you do a lot with those teams. What's been the key uh, to success for those teams over the past couple of years? Well, uh, back when I first started, it was, it was running back, running back, running back, and you didn't really think about it, right? I mean, Back back in '92, it was it's just grab as many as you can get, and you were always you know that always took you through. Obviously, with the running backs changing, you know everybody's a specialty these days. You got your third down backs, and you got your goal line back, and you know your primary back. Yeah, it, it's tougher and tougher to do that. Plus, everybody's getting injured. So I, we've got a, a group of guys I do this with, and uh, and we collaborate on it, and you know. Lately, at least, at least the last couple of years, it's been receiver, tight end type thing. But then we, we usually enter in, in, in two different leagues, and we'll try to diversify. So last year we went, you know, 
C.J. Anderson first round with one of the drafts that did not work out very well, but the second one with with Odell Beckham and and just going to receiver receiver that that seemed to uh, play out pretty well. So basically diversifying and and then kind of working as a team. And I would imagine that when it comes to the to the waiver wire, you are not diversifying nearly as much as you are during the drafts, correct? That's right. That's right. Usually when it hits the waiver wire, then it's it's you know grab what you can get basically at the running back position more than anything else. Looking at those, uh, you know, last year we had a lot of success grabbing those running backs before uh, before they really took off, like Rawls before he took off and. D'Angelo, I think a week before Le'Veon went down, we were able to pick him up, and you know that that helped quite a bit, obviously. Speaking of running backs, let's talk about a new baller playing in Miami. Doesn't pay any uh, state income tax because Florida doesn't have any. That's Arian Foster, and uh, you know I'm going to interrupt you for a second. We, you know, we kid around about that no income tax thing. <clears throat> oh, no, that, that matters. Knowing Arian Foster, I guarantee you that played a big role. And <laughs> where, where, like, the fact, even if it was like his only offer, he'd be like, there's no state income tax there. I might have to look about signing with Miami. He could have waited till somebody was more desperate. They might have given him more money. Signs with Miami now. Go ahead. You know what sucks about that, though? I'm, I'm going to interrupt myself. Is that when you play on the, you know, on the, all the road games, you have to pay the income tax for the road games where you're. Really? Yeah. So if oh, playing, that stinks. So if you're if you're playing like in New York and California, like those those are high income tax states. You have so, to pay tax for that game check. So that game, states. oh my, that's a total ripoff. Hey man, you know if only the states. These professional athletes. Hold on, hold on. If only the states could just go to the federal level and have the the federal government oversee this with with one rule and not have. 50 different rules to follow. Imagine if they did that in fantasy sports. Oh, I, Dave, I totally didn't think of that. But uh, <laughs> thanks for going there because that makes a lot of sense. Go ahead with the Foster. All right, Jay, and there's this other dude, Jay Ajayi, who, uh, whose name is kind of confusing. So now you have these guys. You have Arian Foster kind of going the seventh now, Balky. Is that what we're saying? And then Ajayi's going in the eighth? Yeah, Fa- Foster seventh. Ajayi. Again, so right, super, super small sample size given yeah. Foster has just signed a few days ago. But, right. yes, this is what I've been seeing. All right, so do you like one or the other, or are you staying away from both? Uh, I, I would have stayed away from Ajayi before just because there's so much uncertainty there. Um, my feeling is with Foster going there, he's going to get more of the headlines. I, I think just like every other year, he's going to get injured. Um, he'll probably do three or four games. And then Ajayi now will and at least in my mind, he's going to drop a couple of rounds. So Matt, he may be a value to grab, you know, eighth, ninth, tenth round, wherever he falls, uh, just, uh, you know, to have him when Foster goes down. So I like I, him uh, much more than Foster. I completely, completely agree with that. The the fact, everybody who owned a Jai in, like, Dynasty or – uh, you know, whatever, was secretly hoping that, fought, you know, I feel like they've been holding their breasts all off season. Oh, I hope they don't sign anybody. Oh, I hope they don't draft anybody. And they made it this far, and then boom, Foster signs it. Ajayi will drop in drafts right now. And the great thing is, if you're drafting in the 8th or ninth, unless you went crazy zero RB, you're not counting on him to start right away. So the fact that you can holster this guy there, you can get him – uh, who potentially could be a starting running back in Miami later than D'Angelo Williams, who, again, is, is going to be a starter for the first four games. Like, two rounds later, that's fantastic value. You stash him uh, on your bench, and, again, if Foster goes down, even if he doesn't, Ajayi's going to have value. This is, this is all good things for Ajayi, even though on the surface 
it, it's kind of a gut punch to the Ajayi owners. Your thoughts, Dave? I completely disagree with you. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, you look at what the team did. All offseason, they were trying to sign somebody else. They drafted Ajayi in the fifth round, was it? He's never been, a, never been a rock star. Didn't do all that much last year. Late draft pick. I know he was hyped up by all the draft picks, and the, the knee was the whole reason he dropped. Fine. Foster is a former all-pro running back. He's been fantastic his entire career. Granted, he's had a lot of injuries, and he's old. So now all you're counting on with Foster is that he doesn't get hurt. Now, there's, you know, the odds of that are okay. they're, they're, they're up there. Right. But Foster is much more talented than a job. Okay. Much, much, H- much on, more talented on. than a job. I was going to rebut several of these, but you've rebutted them for me. You're like, oh, yeah, and I know it was the knee. That's what dropped into the fifth, whatever. Oh, I know Foster's old and he's been hurt, whatever. Okay. Well, but now at- hold on. But now hold on. You're also assuming when you talk about Foster being an all-pro running back, which he is. He was. Fa- fantastic. We don't know what type of player he's going to be coming off of this injury. I mean, he might, right. he might be completely healthy and just not have that burst anymore. I, there's, totally, totally possible. And, and, again, you're not paying a premium for him right now, so I get it if you want to take him in the seventh round or whatever. I feel like he's going to be rising up boards. Um, but, you know, that's another discussion. But so for me, uh, I am on Team Ajay. Do we have some sort of wager yeah, here, I'll, I'll, Okay, so I'll, how, I'll, how would gonna, you like to do that? I'm still going to finish my point. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Finish your point, and then we'll put a button on this. Okay, so my point is that I look at I'm, – I'm, I'm supposed to be a general manager of a fantasy football team. Right. So uh, I look at what the general manager of the real team does. They, You're assuming he's smart. They've, I'm not necessarily assuming that, but they're, they're getting paid more than I am. I'm getting paid zero. They, <laughs> right. they, they go ahead, and they don't believe in Ajayi any more than I do because they, they right. want to sign Foster. So why, why the hell would I want Ajayi? Well, because the team already said you aren't good enough to be the guy on this team because we tried to get and, somebody else. We tried to draft somebody okay. else. And now we're going to sign Foster, this retry who's sitting on his couch. Right. Okay, so you played the role of fantasy GM. I'll play my normal role on the show of God. And I will say <laughs> that Arian Foster, I, I am not convinced that this guy is just all of a sudden going to come off this injury and magically be healthy for 16 games. And is not going to get his opportunities. You can be the smartest GM in the world. You can show your direction of, of what you plan on doing with this team and what you want to happen doesn't necessarily mean that's what's going to happen. He doesn't have to be healthy for 16 games to crush Ajayi's stats. And we're about to find that out. I'll bet you okay, five okay. bucks. All right, right now, okay, so, okay, so what are we doing? Total FFPC points yes. for, the, for the 2016 season. I'll take Foster. I got Ajayi. I got five. I got five. All right, Jay, thanks for putting up with that. All right, Jay, that helped us. You got us into a bet. This is fantastic. Let's move on. I don't think that Dave and I necessarily have a horse in this race, but let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings uh, passing game, specifically the receivers there. When it happens. Who do you view as the number one receiver in Minnesota? Is it the rookie Laquan Treadwell? Is it last year's uh, breakout or semi-breakout star, Stephon Diggs? And at what point uh, in your football guys' drafts or in your pros versus Joe's drafts, would you consider drafting either one of these guys? So I'll ask you guys, do you think there is a number one there? I don't know. I, I, I don't like either one of them, to be honest with you. I, uh, you know, obviously Diggs came on pretty strong at the beginning of the season. He, 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 I thought he tailed off pretty much at the end of the season. Um, I, I, I got the idea he was a surprise anyway for the Vikings. I, I, if I had to choose between the two, and I, and I really wouldn't, it would be Treadwell, um, just for the potential, uh, probably the second half of the season. Would I draft him? I would say, you know, everybody has value here. So uh, I'm not going to say I wouldn't take either one of them. just depends on where they would fall. But I would, I would definitely take Treadwell, uh, the first one, one of these guys off the board. 
Jay, from your lukewarm comments on both these guys, it sounds like if you were to draft either one of them, you would already have four or maybe even five receivers on your roster. Absolutely. Not a doubt. But okay. it, yeah, I'd say I'd say four. Four on the on the on the roster before either one of those guys. Dave, you want to talk about where they went in the uh the old football guys draft tonight that we're giving giving out apparently. <laughs> I see Treadwell right next to Ivory there. What round is that? Nine? I'm missing it. I don't see it. Right, sorry. Right, here I should be pointing. Yeah, uh, yeah, nine nine. And nine nine. Diggs went at the uh, ten eleven. Okay, so almost. I mean, that's almost two, two. full rounds. Yeah, I mean. 18, oh, maybe not. No, it's like it's more than one round. Anyway, <laughs> I can't count. Listen, <laughs> I was told there would be no math. <laughs> anyway, so that's our that's our Vikings discussion. So I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I kind of agree with the Treadwell. I would take Treadwell just because I. I He's pedigree. More, he's more of a pedigree player, and he's a better red zone threat. So if they are, and Rudolph sucks in the red zone, I don't understand why they don't. I mean, Rudolph, yeah, just, I don't, he's no good. I just don't. So I don't if understand. They're going to start why throwing the red zone instead of giving it to AP three straight times up the middle, which they're still going to do. Don't don't worry about it. They'll give it to AP up the middle. But if they decide every once in a while to throw it to Treadwell, you know, they're not going to throw it to Diggs. They're going to throw it to Treadwell. Was that the football guys' email that came out today that talked about how Minnesota wants to run the shotgun more this year? And remember, they tried doing that last year, and Peterson was like, this sucks. I can't run out of the shotgun. So then they went back to, like, more of, like, the standard, <laughs> yeah. you know. Hey, man, I'm not any good at this. Yeah, and, and who do you think is going to be making that decision again this year? <laughs> I guarantee you they're not crafting the offense around Teddy Bridgewater and Stephon Diggs as long as Adrian Peterson's there. So that's the other thing to keep in mind, too, is, like, you know, that's fine and good that these guys are the number one or 1A and 1B receivers on that team. They're going to be running it a lot, especially with that defense, especially with that schedule. You're going to be pounding the rock quite a bit. Dave, uh, we haven't talked about bye weeks a whole lot, but I do believe we have a good week 13 bye question here. Yeah, as you may know, as I'm sure you do know, Jay, um, there is a, uh, a bye in week 13, and that's when the FFPC has the main event league championship games. We have two powerhouse offenses on bye that week, the Cleveland Browns and the Tennessee Dave Gerzak's Cleveland Browns. <laughs> and my and, Tennessee Titans. And nobody's Tennessee Titans. <laughs> Um, are you specifically avoiding any player um, on either of those teams for that reason, other than just avoiding them in general? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't know if I'd really target any of those players anyway. But, uh, but no, I, I wouldn't avoid any players because of, uh, because of that game. You know, FFPC, in, in my mind, you've got you to count on winning all the weeks up to that just to get to that, to that game. So uh, I usually worry about that when it gets here instead of worrying about that during the draft. One of the other things to keep in mind, too, is is a lot of people like to draft based on September schedules, based on getting off to that quick start, based on the information that we know at the time. Because let's face it, the NFL is a weekly game and things change so fast. Uh, what we view as what um, we, we think the NFL season and the players are going to look like come October or November might be completely different when it comes down to it. For instance, Arian Foster might be hurt week one of the season. Jay Ajayi could be an MVP front runner. These are things we don't know, but certainly the odds are definitely for uh, one of those things happening. All right. Before uh, Dave Fall doubles over and laughs, we're going to take another quick break. We have Jay Flake talking about his pros versus Joe uh, pros versus Joe's draft coming up uh, right after our, this, this break. You're listening to HSFFR. I'm Eric Walkman. He's Dave Gerzak. Right back after this. My name is Eric Balkman. He's Dave Gerzak. We have Jay Flake on the line here on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour for this week's guest. Jay is a 
two-time FFPC main event league champion. He is also going to be participating in the Pros versus Joes draft. Division number four, here comes the rain again. So um, he's, he's next week, right? He's, he is not. He is not this Sunday. Right. He is the following Sunday. Cool. So yes. So Jay will uh, be drafting that night. And Jay, let's uh, let's actually talk a little bit about this Pros versus Joes draft. As long as we have you here, you're drafting out of the ten slot. There. Give us a little bit of insight into who you are hoping falls to you at the ten, and maybe somebody that you're uh, you're targeting with your second round pick. Uh, of course, the 203. Uh, talk a little bit about that and basically your overall strategy in this 28-round uh, draft experts format. Yeah, so the uh, who falls to me in, in, in the 10 hole, you know, it, obviously I'll, I'll take the best, best available in the first round. Um, you know, in, in my mind, you got the, the five top receivers. You got Gronk in his own category. And then you've got, uh, well, you had four running backs until Les Bell got suspended. So I, I got to figure out who the fourth running back or another receiver would go there. But I'm just going to take the best one there. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm thinking that the five receivers going to be off the board, Gronk's going to be off the board. So probably something like David Johnson, um, you know, somewhere around there, I'm thinking the first round. Um, second round, I, I would hope to diversify a little bit, get a receiver on the way back with the, probably the best one. But again, I'm not going to lock into any particular, you know, any particular player. Just see what falls. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, Keenan Allen in the second round uh, if he's there. Uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what's around. Um, two, two strategy. Go ahead. No, I was just going to ask you real quick before you get into the strategy. You would not consider Jordan Reed uh, at the 203, would you? I would. I'd, we'd, we'd consider him. I've got a couple of guys. We're going to be sitting in the in the in the room, kind of socializing it. I, I would. I would. I would probably take Keenan before Jordan, but uh, you know, it just depends on what's there. So. And and what about your overall strategy for the entire draft? So, it, just like FFPC, so the first eight rounds, uh, just. You want you want starters, uh, definitely no handcuffs. Obviously, don't really want to look at quarterbacks before the eighth round. Um, I like to have two solid tight ends by that point, because uh, having that tight end with the one and a half points, you know, and, and the fact that you uh, you can have two flexes uh, with only two receivers starting, having two tight ends gives you a lot of flexibility. Um, obviously, in this format, it's just you know draft and go. So a little bit different, but I would still, by that point, want to have two tight ends and just a, a you know a receivers, running backs, um, you know quarterback probably nine, ten rounds, um, and uh, you know go twenty at twenty eight rounds and see what we get. That's a pretty good uh, way to do it. You're saying the eighth round, the earliest that you would probably look at them. Let's talk a little bit about quarterbacks really a little bit later, like 15th round. And we've seen players in the pros versus Joes, they're doing the zero theory. I mean, there's like going crazy late. Um, Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, Amos Winston, they're all going in that type of range. Do you have a favorite out of that trio, or is there another uh, QB that goes late that you might like even better? I do love Kirk Cousins this year. I, uh, I'm, I'm also a big fan of guys playing for the money. So uh, knowing that he signed a one-year deal, he's gonna be, you know, he, he's he's gambling on his own 
Um, on his own contract for next year. He had a good year last year, what, 31 touchdowns, I think? Um, yeah. And he's got a ton of weapons right now, right? I mean, he, he's set with weapons. So uh, so I'm a big – if I get Kirk in the, uh, in the 15th, I'd be thrilled. Let me, let me ask you a follow-up on that. When you talk about the weapons, you have Jordan Reed, for one, uh, and, you, yeah. and then everyone seems to just forget about Pierre Garçon because he had such a rough year last year. Do you like him as a kind of a sleeper or not at all? I, 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 again, I think everybody does have value. I'm not quite sure where I'd see Pierre. I, I, he has value, of course. I, I think, I think he would do better than he did last year for sure. Um, where to get him? It would definitely be after the tenth round, I guess. Uh, but I could see him having value. You know, you got. Right. I was just kind of wondering. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll say this so about, about. I'll say this about the Washington weapons. Um, Matt Jones, uh, you know, I, I like. Jordan Reed, I obviously like. Um, but those receivers, I don't know how many 20-round classic drafts I would take them on. But, man, they would be pretty good draft experts picks this year for receiver. With Garcon and Jackson and Doxon, you really aren't going to know who's going to be the guy from week to week. Man, if, if you get one or two of those guys late with, like, a double-digit pick – uh, I, I think that you could really cash in some value with uh, with Cousins in that offense. You think about how bad that division is. Uh, there could be a lot of shootouts. I, I think that uh, there's value to be had with those receivers. Again, maybe not in a classic format, but in a DE and a pros versus Joes, kind of like those guys there. I'll tell you this, Dave, um, regarding the quarterbacks, um, it's insane how much great value there is late in drafts this year with Porter. And we say it every year. But this, this year, it's, every year it's like it's it, 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 every it, year, right? Yeah. This year is different. It's, it's even more. It's, it's even crazy. more so. It's absolutely crazy. So I was commissioning a draft the other night, and friend of the show, uh, Bo Berman, calls me. He's he's in this draft, and he says to me, he says, "Hey, I know we have to draft a kicker and a defense." I'm like, "Yeah." He's so like, "Is that the correct way? He says to me, or he said to me?" He says. To Did me. I say he says to me? That must yeah. be the Wisconsin to me <laughs> coming out. So he says, <laughs> "Hey, hey, Dave." He says to me. So, right, right. so he says to me, he, he said to me, he said to me, um, Sorry. he's like, I know I have to have I, draft. I, a kick- I just, I just passed the ACT. Yeah, there you go. Um, I'm still studying <laughs> kicker. He's, he's like, you have to draft a kicker in a defense. Do I have to draft the quarterback? He does it. I'm like, yes, you have to have a full starting lineup by the end of the draft. We've seen that. And he's like, Oh, all right. Okay. And like, he reluctantly took, I don't know, like Matt Ryan in the 19th round or something. I mean, something in, like that. tonight's draft. I mean, just the, just see the football guy stats. I mean, Russell Wilson goes at the 701, and you're like, wow, that's insanely cheap. Yeah. But Derek Carr went at like the 13-3. And not that, you know, whatever, if you like him, fine. If, if Cousins went at the 14-2. Right. Uh, Matt Ryan, I mean, people used to like Matt Ryan. He went at the 16-3. Winston at the 16-2. Tyrod Taylor, running quarterback, at the 16 look, look at this, the 18th round. Mariota and Ryan Tannehill, back-to-back. That's crazy. Cut, Cutler and Alex Smith in the 20th round. Okay, well, whatever. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, well, I think last year they were going in the 20th round. That's, but I mean, that's, I'm just saying. It's like it's yeah. so. I mean, you could you could win a 12 team league with Alex Smith if you had to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you wouldn't want to. There's some other people that want to know how they can win 12 team leagues. They actually emailed the show specifically Jay uh, to ask him oh, how good. how he plans on winning 12 team leagues this year. So I'm gonna go to the emails right now. If I can find them here. Jay? Yeah, all right, Dave. So, Jay, first email here for you tonight comes from Pat in Washington, D.C. He writes, hi, Jay. Are you in or out on Matt Forte this year as a fifth-round pick? 
I'm concerned that Bilal Powell might end up taking catches and Kyrie Robinson might end up taking touchdowns, leaving Forte with empty stats. Am I being too paranoid? Thank you. That is Pat in Washington, D.C. Pat, thank you for the email. Uh, we talked about Matt Forte, I feel like, right after he signed with the Jets. I don't know how much we've talked about him since then. But, Jay, what are your thoughts about him as a fifth-round pick in Football Guys formats? Yeah, I, I, I would actually consider Forte in the fifth round. I, um, I actually think he's got another year left in the tank. That uh, I don't know what Geno Smith's going to give him. I'm hoping Fitzpatrick signs. But, uh, you know, with Fitzpatrick, the offense was, was potent last year with the two receivers there, and it, it opened up holes for Ivory uh, and then Powell catching the ball. So I, I actually think Forte can do it one more year. So I, I think fifth round sounds pretty good. Yeah, as long as you, gra- you grab, Powell, gra- grab Powell in the eighth or ninth, though. I mean, you take three receivers and a tight end in the first four rounds. Matt Forte is your number one running back. That's not a bad way to start. And then you get the great Arian Foster in the seventh ball. Yeah, and uh, lower your draft on that, basically. <laughs> and then you can make up you make up for it if, if you take a Jai, but uh, whatever. Uh, this one is from Billy in Brooklyn, New York. Dear Jay, what originally got you in to try high-stakes fantasy football, and what keeps you coming back? I was thinking about dipping my toe in the water this year after just starting to listen to this podcast. That's Billy in Brooklyn. Thank you for the email, Billy. I appreciate that. And he's lying. I, what, that he's going to dip his toe in? Because of this podcast. Are you kidding? Well, he didn't say because of it. He said he, he started listening to it, and now he's considering oh. So, yeah. hey, listen, it's, it's, a little, it's, it's clearly because of me. Like, it's a little fanciful. This podcast me. holds me back quite a bit, but I feel like sometimes my true genius shines through from like, time to time. I feel like these emails are ghostwritten. Anyway, uh, uh, Jay, what, what, uh, what got you into, uh, the, I believe it was the WCOF back in 2006, and you, you've continued to play year after year. Tell us a little bit about uh, why you decided to jump in. Well, you know, I've been doing it since 92 in the local leagues, and, you know, we were having a lot of fun doing it, and we saw this advertisement for the, you know, the championship of the world. So, you know, we had to jump in, right? So it was a couple of us, a little investment uh, group, and we, we went in and, and went to the draft. And, you know, going to the draft live was so much fun. Uh, you, know, you know, just a room full of people doing the same thing, you know, crazy like we are. And, um, you know, that kind of hooked us in. That first year, we, we, we didn't do that well in, in, um, in the regular season, but all our players came back for the, uh, the playoffs, and we were in the loser's bracket. And I, I think we ended up finishing, I want to say, fourth overall, and I think the top three got entry to the next year. But it, it just yeah. gave us a taste, like, all right, we got to come right back and do it again. So since then, we've been hooked. Same group of us has been doing it, and obviously, uh, you know, at least 10 years later, still, still having fun. The whole pilgrimage to Vegas is just so fun, I think, every year. I love it. Yeah, I, the uh, journey is definitely not its reward. <laughs> I, I, I have a lot more fun in, in Vegas. I guess, I, I guess the, 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 the flight <laughs> the, out the there actual, sucks. The actual pilgrimage is that's fun. Yeah, yeah, it's not. I mean, like, I guess the anticipation. You know what the worst part is? Is like, going home and, like, oh, man, i got to wait till next year to come out to the to FFPC again in, in, in Vegas. I mean, you know. Some people get out there more often than that, but that, it's it's a highlight for me. Hey, Jay, before, I'm, before I ask you the last question, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, that's all right. I was done. Uh, I'm going to complain real quick. Um, to who? Jay? To Jay. I'm going to tell Jay about this. Okay. Um, I have to, you know, I'm, I'm a part of the Small Businesses of Fantasy Sports Trade Association, so we're flying out to Sacramento, um, you know, for, to meet with a legislator. I'm going to be there for like a day. I'm going to probably talk to this guy. I'm going to probably give this guy like three paragraphs worth of comments, right? I have to fly there, and Southwest, I'm flying into Vegas, 
and then connecting to Sacramento. Doesn't that suck? I mean, so I have to fly oh, to Vegas. Oh, I land yeah. in Vegas, yeah. and then I take a flight to Sacramento like 20 minutes later, and then coming back, same thing. Either way, I'm screwed. Do you have time to gamble in the airport? No. Well, yeah, well, that sucks, right? <laughs> you don't really want to do that. All right, Jay, I don't really have a question on that, but I, I was just going to complain. <laughs> All right. So well, let's you know, give you know, Jay a real question. You that connecting and, and keep going, right? All right, sorry. That's all right. And I'm married, too. My wife wouldn't believe it if I said, oh, i got to stay like three days. And, you know. She definitely would not. So, Jake, give us a guy right now uh, that you're really starting to like for 2016 and a player that is uh, being drafted highly that you have want nothing to do with. Hmm. That's a good question. Um, all right, one guy that I loved last year that I, I'm, I'm nervous of is, is Jordan Reed. Um, and only because he and – this, and this may be kind of silly – he got his money this year, right? He's had three concussions, I think. One of them, he went on IR. The other one, he, he, he missed a couple of games. You know, I'm thinking if I'm him, I just got the money in the bank. Am I really going to go over the middle and uh, and put my head out there? I may I may want to wait a year. So I, I'm I'm nervous about drafting Jordan Reed. So that's that's one guy I'm not I'm not as high on. Um, who would I like later on? Um. I mean, I like uh, I like Mark Ingram. I mean, he's he's around the same same area, I guess. Second round, third round. Um, mentioned uh, Keenan Allen, big fan of his. Um, haven't haven't started the research as diligent as I need to right now, so I can't really give you somebody seventh eighth round that I'm that's really sticking out to me. Good enough. Well, yeah, I, I mean, Ingram and Allen, especially Ingram. I mean, Allen I, I liked already, but Ingram I'm actually starting to warm up to a little bit. That's the second mention of Jordan Reed as a possible bust. Yep, player. that's true. He's uh, he's He's been mentioned as a, as a good guy, too, though, on this show. All right. So it's, he's, kind of, he's turning into a polarizing type player. Uh, Jay, listen, you're going to have plenty of time uh, to research uh, those deeper rounds uh, with your consortium, as it were, before your pros versus Joe's draft, which I believe is on the last day of July, uh, division number four, the Here Comes the Rain Again division. We wish you best of luck uh, in that. I want to congratulate you on your past success in the FFPC. I also uh, want to invite you to give us a call during your pros versus Joe's draft. We'd love to hear from you again, talk a little bit about how the draft's going, catch up a little bit. Uh, it, we, we would certainly love uh, to uh, be able to pick your brain again. Thank you so much for joining the show tonight and best of luck in all your leagues this year, man. All right. Thanks boys. I appreciate being on. Jay Flake, ladies and gentlemen from uh, the FFPC pros versus Joe's division number four. You're going to hear his draft live on this very show on uh, Sunday, July 31st at uh, eight, seven central. Jay was a very, very nice guy. He was nice and modest. Yeah. So I wanted, when he calls in, I wanted him to be like cockier. Like the eighth or ninth you know, round, be like, I'll say this about dude, Jay. I'm crushing this draft, man. It's crazy. I'll say this about Jay. Thought he was very intelligent, entertaining. Could have been more pro Ajayi. <laughs> I'll just, and I'll leave it at that. Could have been more pro Ajayi. We're going to be more pro Ajayi with uh, Farrell Elliott, Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship Commissioner, coming up right after this on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Eric Balkman. He is Dave Gerzak. It is the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour, and it is time to roll out that barrel. Play the whole song. 
the whole song. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, once again, my pleasure to introduce a uh, talent agent to the stars of both uh, stage, screen, whatever I said music was. I, I think I got it right one time. Uh, NFL agent extraordinaire, Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship Commissioner, Farrell Elliott, once again, rolling out the email barrel. Farrell, how are we doing tonight? We're doing really well, guys. Jay better get on the stick. Jay says he's not studying. Doesn't he realize we're going to draft in Kentucky very soon? Oh, it's coming up, man. It uh, is coming up. I'm, he's not coming. Up first. Uh, I'm excited. What, we, what are we, we're less than three weeks away from the first online Kentucky main event. Is that correct? August 14th, Balky, and it's filling fast. I'm uh, pretty excited about our online activity, and I think a lot of it has to do uh, with uh, you guys having me here on the show uh, every other Friday, and I really appreciate that. How unlikely. <laughs> hey, Farrell, we're going to get to fantasy, but real quick, so the, you, get, you guys can actually listen uh, to Farrell, uh, Farrell Elliott's uh, Kentucky podcast uh, every week. I believe it comes up. Don't promote up, his No, podcast. I want to I I promote it because I was listening to the first one. Who, is, is that, who, who does it with you? Is that Rob Fetcher? Yeah, that's Robbie Fetcher, longtime player in the league, Fetch. Okay. Where can we find it? So it, it's, it's, you can download it on iTunes. You can check it out at kffsc.com. But, Farrell, the reason I wanted to bring it up, I was listening to the, the, the first episode, and you have this, like, inner, like, mid-roll type music. And I was like, wow, what song is that? And I listened to it, and it was that, uh, that No Good song by Qu- the Quiet Hollers. I was like, wow, I, I got to check this band out. I, I love them. And then I found out you actually represent them. Bucky, that's right, and they will be in the wonderful city of Appleton, Wisconsin, and we'll have five chances to see them, which that's a lot of quiet hollers. That's a lot of beer. We're going to have a very good time at the Mile of Music uh, here just a few days from now. I get to see you guys that was, that twice in August. Be for, further complaints from me, Yeah, I have to be in Sacramento for the first two days of that thing. Oh, that stinks. Yeah. Or day or whatever. We're going to wait well, for whatever. you. I'm, I'm back on the night of the 5th. Okay. I'm back on the 5th. All right. I'll be... We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Well, for anybody who is not going to be at the Mile of Music, Quiet Hollers is a very band of horses sound to them. Fantastic. We really enjoy it. I don't know who any of them. You know what? Don't worry about it. Let's talk about fantasy football here. Uh, we got a tweet. Uh, I wanted to bring this up at the top of the show. At Gamer Bush League, value of Jets players for Geno versus Fitz at quarterback. Dave, we, I believe we talked about this on the show a few weeks ago. I don't uh, view there's a massive difference between the two, but I will be dinging Marshall and Decker um, if Geno Smith is the quarterback over Ryan Smith, Fitz, uh, Fitzpatrick. Your thoughts on this? I mean, Geno sucks, and Fitzpatrick's good. But again, we've we've seen sucky quarterbacks still give value to good receivers. You're right. You're right. Farrell, last year, I mean, seriously, Fitzpatrick gave a lot of value to Marshall. He, he rocked it. A really, I mean, a high amount of value to Decker as well. Yeah. Farrell, where do you, where do you stand on this? Uh, Gino versus Fitzpatrick. How, how does the value change for uh, Marshall and Decker? Value drops off the table significantly and even more so with Marshall than Decker, because I believe Marshall has one foot uh, in the television studio, Balky. You know, he has talent just like you do. And he may, you know, he may mentally check out on a quarterback that cannot deliver him the ball time after time after he gets open. You know, you talk to those wide receivers, and, that, you know, when, when they're playing with Carson Palmer and Aaron Rodgers, and they, they, they dream about those spirals and they sleep well at night. And when they have a Geno Smith throwing the ball into the dirt five yards in front of them, they toss and turn, baby. It's ugly. <laughs> yeah, Geno Smith, I mean, honestly, if he falls flat on his face, he could be on the unemployment line uh, you know, fairly quickly. Let me just say one real quick, quick thing about Marshall is uh, – 
you know, he's one. You know, you look at Josh Gordon and all these bad boys, the people that had problems with quote unquote bad boys. Yeah, exactly. And Marshall had a problem for for this, and everyone thought he was the worst guy. He's really mm-hmm. turned his life around. He's he's been like a model citizen. I know he had a, he might have had some hustle um, mental illness problems or something yeah, like that. Yeah. He's, he's, he, maybe he's taking medication. I, I think it's I don't think it's possible. I think he's like come out as a spokesman for for, for mental illness. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And I mean, fan, good for him. Fantastic. And I think so. I I agree with Farrell. I think he'll be a great representative of the NFL when he eventually becomes a broadcaster. Uh, let's go to Nate in Denver, Colorado. How do you guys feel about Ryan Matthews being a Chip Kelly signing and not working out in Doug Peterson's offense? Is this overblown or is there something here? Thanks, gentlemen. Thank you, Nate uh, in Denver, Colorado, for the email. Farrell, you have uh, Ryan Matthews being the holdover, the uh, starting running back essentially for Philly with DeMarco Murray in Tennessee. Are you worried about him fitting into this new offense? Or do you think uh, that, listen, he's a running back. He's going to find his way. He's going to put up numbers. Yeah, Peterson's waited a long time for this job, and he's going to, you know, he's going to deal with the players that he has. Matthews, he has familiarity with. Uh, this isn't going to look like the San Diego backfield. Sproles won't. Sproles won't take that Woodhead role. I think he'll be a little better than he was last year. But there's not a lot here with Sproles and Smallwood behind him. I think you've got a nice ceiling here: 250 carries, 1,300 yards, and. Maybe double-digit touchdowns. I don't get it. I think uh, I think there was a, a blogger that that wrote about this, and I think he was just so slow day before camp. He just had to have something to say. Um, Dave uh, Ryan Matthews is a fourth-round pick in uh, FFPC drafts right now. Could you get behind that? Does that make a lot of sense? Make a little sense? Make no sense? It's right in that neighborhood. It's right. <laughs> it's really one cool. of those choices. No, I mean you know that team is right. The team is about right. I mean, okay. He's like a about the right spot to take. I mean, there's, there's uncertainty with the new coaching staff, a little bit of uncertainty with Matthews, but um, he's got talent. I yeah. mean, he's, he's a talented player as long as he stays healthy. And, you know, that's always a caveat. Totally not something he can control. Totally something that has nothing to do with him. The cupboard is kind of bare in Philly. I mean, you got, Absolutely. You got Wendell Smallwood or Darren Sproles. If he's not the guy, I don't know if the guy is on their roster right now. From a, from, you know, from a dynasty perspective, I'm getting rid of Matthews as soon as I can after he has a few good weeks in the season. But uh, I think so for long term, I think he's not a guy. He's not the guy they're going to keep. But uh, for this year, it's like, hey, that's what they got. They're going to have to roll with him. Friend of the uh, show uh, emailed in to, tonight, Josh Radzik. He writes, uh, Josh Radzik, of course, uh, I believe. I, I can't remember if he's drafting in the live on HSF at Power Draft on the fifth or not. But he has in the past. He's been on the show multiple times. He's in our 200th episode. Plus, he's probably part Polish like I am because he's Radzak or Zach. More than likely. All all good. Really smart people. Uh, First of all, I just want to say I really enjoy the weekly email put out by Balky with all the FFPC news and notes. Then I started to think about all the work that goes into putting together that email, which leads me to think about why Balky chose to go with a sleeveless Russell Wilson image in today's email. So, Balky, as you were typing, quote-unquote, considerably buffer arms, unquote, uh, were you thinking about how awesome that line would be? Questionable decision at best. Seriously, though, Packers tight end situation, who do you like? That's Josh Radzak sent it from his iPhone. Um, okay, so the Russell Wilson thing, did you see the email today, Dave? I don't even know if you did or not. Uh, I saw. The, you probably didn't scroll down that far. I saw the test version. Yeah. I thought the headline was fine, and I'm like, oh. Good enough. So Russell Wilson, there's actually on his Instagram today, um, there was a shot of him working out, um, and he's wearing a sleeveless shirt. But he, I mean, his, his biceps are just, and maybe it was like a really good, you know, angle to, to right, capture. I'm pulling it up here. Just go to like Russell. He's having Wilson, a good Instagrammer. bicep day, Balky. 
<laughs> I mean, I'm I mean, aware of how Google works. Right. Okay. I just was make you just want to make sure. But I, I put that in there because it was a fresh shot, um, essentially from from uh, you. You already went past it. It was a second line. Go back up. There it is. Far left. Far left. Yes. Well, you said he was working out. He's, He's working football. out. Yes, that's working out. Working out is going to the gymnasium. The gymnasium. That's right. I'm old school. Yeah. And you know, hitting, hitting the heavy bag. Yeah, throwing around the throwing around the medicine ball and <laughs> it's like, like doing curls. I think he's doing curls. Your one piece leotard, or whatever it is. Yeah. So his biceps look pretty good. So anyway, that's I put it in there because it was fresh. I don't have a man crush on Russell Wilson. Yes, he went to the University oh. of Wisconsin, but still. I kind of like oh. I kind of like his camo tights with the camo shorts. That's pretty cool. Farrell, bring us back to reality here. Jared Cook versus Richard Rogers here. Do you have a favorite uh, in this? And I'll preface this in the twenty eighth round. Well, I'm going to say like Richard Rogers sometimes oh. not getting drafted. Sometimes a nineteenth, twentieth round pick. Jared Cook consistently in the ninth, tenth round. What are your thoughts on their value on uh, those two spots? Oh Farrell? God, you know people ask me why do they have one point five uh, points awarded for tight end receptions in the FFPC, and I said, well, those guys are from Wisconsin. They've been watching the Packers. It's a special thing when a guy catches the ball <laughs> up there, and people nod their head and say, oh, okay, I understand. So, really, these, you know, 58 catches from Rodgers, eight touchdowns last year, he won't get anywhere near those numbers. Uh, 30, 30 catches for Cook, it's just a nothing year uh, for these tight ends. They don't belong – um, Dave's right. Twenty fourth, twenty fifth round. You might get a you might get a magical game out of Rogers somewhere along the line out of draft experts. Yeah, maybe maybe if they play Detroit again and uh, they need to go sixty oh, yards he loves three Detroit. seconds. He tore well, him yeah. some Detroit up. <laughs> I think Rogers last year in week thirteen or fourteen had like I don't know it was like one of those prime time games. He had like twelve catches for one hundred and fifty yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, Richard Rogers. Yeah, yeah, that was the Detroit game. Yeah, where so he went the, crazy. So the rest of his season. Semi suck. It, it wasn't that great. He's not that great. He's not fast. Cook can't catch, and the Packers don't throw to tight ends. That's it. Well, I mean, when's the last time they had a good one? They, the last time they had a good one at Finley, they did throw to him. Yeah, he was yes, reasonably good. Yeah, the Chimura was probably the last really good tight end. <laughs> Mark Chimura. Speaking of personal Paul, problems, Paul uh, Paul Coffey. Paul Coffey, Farrell. <laughs> The dialing it back, he Paul, was a tight end for the Packers, wasn't he? Kaufman. Paul Kaufman. Mighty fine player. Kaufman. Kaufman. No, I don't call myself a Packers fan, but Jeez, I'm just saying. Like, Kaufman, went on, guys. All right. Kaufman went on to father two quarterbacks that had successful college careers, but never could quite bounce into the NFL. Oh, there you go. Just shows how much older I am than you. His what? number was 82, by the way. Okay. Well, there you go. I remember Eddie Lee Ivory. You remember him? Yes, I remember him as well. Okay, all right. I remember uh, Brent Fullwood, the bust out of August. I remember him, too. Actually, I had a sports reporter from the Appleton Post-Crescent come when I was in grade school. They came to talk, and he was like a – actually, he wasn't a sports reporter. That's what made my question so dumb. He was a news editor or whatever, and then they're like, okay, we're going to take questions. And I asked him about Brett Fullwood, whether he could be a 1,000-yard rusher that year. And he said something like, oh, if you can learn how to hold on to the ball, blah, blah, blah. You know, something like he clearly didn't know. Um, okay, next, next email. <laughs> we're getting really bogged down here. Jim in Los Alamos, New Mexico, writes, Dear Dizzo, Balky, and the Kamish, with respect to where they're being picked, who is the most likely Colt wide receiver to end up on the majority of your rosters this year? Hoping you guys pick my email out of the barrel on Friday. That is Jim in Los Alamos, New Mexico. Yes, very nice to be on. So I'll preface this with the ADP, and Dave, I'll throw this to you first. T.Y. Hilton going uh, end of the second, early third, usually. Uh, Moncrief, uh, end of the third, early fourth on average. And then Philip Dorsett falling between anywhere the 10, 11, 12th round, sort of that area. 
Uh, which of those receivers, if you had to pick one, is the most likely guy to end up on the majority of your rosters this year? And Dorsett's going in the 11th and 12th? Yes. Right? Yep. All right. So I was kind of thinking Dorsett at first, but I mean, 11 and 12 is actually not that cheap for a guy who really was terrible as a rookie. Moncrief has done very little in the NFL, and he's going one round later than Hilton. I'll, yeah. I'll take, yep. I'll take Hilton. Okay. Farrell, how do, how do you, uh, where do you fall on this between Hilton, Moncrief, and Dorsett? Mm, I line up with Dave on that. You know, Hilton last year turned into Kendall Wright when, when Luck got injured. Uh, it, it was very, very bad over the last nine games, only two TDs. Uh, Andrew Luck evalu- uh, elevates all these players. This guy's a true star with swagger. So uh, Moncrief does has, have a good upside, but I think that's a little high. And I think people are forgetting – he has a toe injury, and there's nothing worse for a wide receiver, and there's nothing that, that can keeps recurring, keeps recurring. Moncrief might be the goal line player in this offense, but they gave close to $30 million to the tight end. We're not talking about him, so they must expect Allen um, to, to be somewhat of a target in this offense. Thirty million in the air up in that. $30 million four years, uh, 18 of it guaranteed to a guy that's had two hip surgeries. Uh, sure, I, I don't understand. Have, why, why don't you have Alan as the client? What the hell is going on? Uh, I, I'm telling you, man, uh, that, that would be a very good one, Dad. That would be a very good one to have. <laughs> we we got to um, get him under the fold or one like him. Yeah, exactly. Not to uh, follow with groupthink here, but I'm actually siding with Hilton as well. I, I feel like Moncrief at the end of the third, early fourth, you're paying for the ceiling and, and not getting much value. And usually I like to draft the guy who's going latest, but I feel like if I'm pounding receivers and tight ends, um, running backs uh, early, I feel like the 10th, 12th round is, is sort of where I'm stashing my lottery ticket. Uh, you know, not lottery ticket, but my handcuff running backs. And my quarterbacks is probably where I'm, I'm looking at drafting them there too. So I probably will stay away from Dorset there. Uh, last email here, and then we're going we're gonna to talk about the KFFSC main event. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is good. Hello, bourbon, cheese, and kielbasa. So yes, I'm Kilbasa. Yeah, clearly because of your Polish heritage. I am cheese uh, because of Wisconsin, I guess. And then Farrell being bourbon, I guess. Is, is I'm right. coming out way ahead on this one, guys. I'm, I'm really <laughs> uh, okay, so this is Kevin in Claremont, California. So many podcasts are talking about waiting on a quarterback. Can you guys talk mm. about who your number one quarterback is and what is the earliest point you would actually draft a quarterback this season. I'll, I'll say right now, my number one is, uh, quarterback is Cam Newton. I, I love what he is doing, uh, not only with, uh, with his arm, but with his legs as well. Very tough for me to pick somebody above him. That said, not going to get him on any teams this year. Maybe the auction <laughs> in Kentucky. We'll see what happens. Because I'm not going to take him where he's going right now. Uh, it's going to be a double-digit round for me. I, I think the longer I wait on quarterback... Uh, the happier I'm going to be at the end of the season. Uh, right now, I, I think if Ben Roethlisberger or somebody like that was available in the eighth, ninth round, I would certainly uh, look at him there. I might pull the trigger at that point, but I'm probably waiting until 10th, 11th. Uh, Farrell, what about you? Ooh, I'll never have him either, but the greatest quarterback in the NFL resides in Wisconsin. That's Aaron Rodgers, guys, and you guys know it. Uh, we pointed out something on the podcast last week uh, Rodgers has an early bye week, week four. I'm sure you guys are aware of that. Jimmy Garoppolo will still be in action that weekend, and he's got an undrafted player that you can grab grab in the 20th round. So if you want to go high on Rodgers, at least you're only burning one spot for a quarterback. Um, I think the best value, the guy that I'm I'm really excited about and where I would love to get him, I think he's going around the 12th or 13th round, but uh, that would be Jameis Winston. 
I, uh, I you take away his two games against Carolina last year and take away his the first game he started as a rookie. Uh, he's 18 and seven touchdowns to interceptions. He rushed for six TDs. Uh, he's got he's got the coach, the hand selected coach, to bring him along. He's 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 loose, lean, and limber. I like uh, I like the quarterback at Tampa, and I would love to have a, a productive quarterback at that round in the draft. Yeah, and I think you can honestly get Winston even later uh, than that. Uh, so, Farrell, good news for you when you are drafting in the uh, in the FFPC in Vegas. Uh, you might be able I'm to get more shares. I'm taking my one Winston. shot, baby, with the young quarterback. There you go. I love it, <laughs> Dave. What about you? Um, you know, my number one quarterback probably is is Cam. Um, the number one quarterback I would probably look at drafting is Russell Wilson, um, <clears throat> because you can get him three rounds later on average. Big Ben gets interesting with the Le'Veon Bell news, actually, because he goes right back to the Big Ben throwing the ball all the time. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, Ben Roethlisberger with 484 yards and four touchdowns today. And it's like, wow, why don't I want him everywhere? Right, you know? Exactly. Yeah. It's one of those things where you're all pissed <laughs> off about that. So, you know, Russell Wilson and Big Ben, I'll, I'll take shots at those guys and maybe even Drew Brees um, if he falls far enough. Um, so that's where I'm kind of looking at those players. But, yeah, then I'll, I, w- I would wait. I, I don't mind Brady, 10th, 11th, 12th round if he falls. And then, uh, you know, you have, there's so many good players to be drafted late. I'll look at those guys as well. Tell you what, if there's a fantasy football draft where you're drafting fantasy football contests, uh, the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship, a clear first-round pick, maybe my 101 year in and year out. Can't wait to get down to Louisville at the end of August again and draft in the main event, draft in the other contests that are going down there, Farrell. But you mentioned it, August 14th, the KFFFC main event kicks off. Uh, $300 for an entry fee there. I want to say $1,600 in league prizes, $7,500 to the overall champ. Uh, the top uh, five uh, teams are going to be going to the FFPC main event uh, the, the uh, following season. A lot of great prizes, a lot of great stuff, and people don't have to wait very much longer to get in on the action. That's exactly right, Balky. Then go to our site, kffsc.com, and click on our schedule of events and uh, decide which one you want to join, and it'll take you right to check out. You can jump in. We've got room in, in all our events except the big payback. Uh, we still have a little room uh, in the Draft Master with returning champion Gerzak, uh, maybe scaring a few. Uh, a few players off. Maybe some guys are hesitant to pull the trigger there. Uh, Balky, we always have that contest. Uh, I want Las Vegas, which gives another uh, an- another uh, a league to win an FFPC bid. That's the, the big prize there to, to, with the airfare and with the hotel is, is of course the FFPC bid to give players a once in a lifetime experience. We set that up for our. Uh, Kentucky players, and it worked very, very well in one league last year. Jesse Woods, who played in one league, the uh, uh, the I Want Vegas, and he won it. He's a Kentucky boy, very excited to be coming to uh, the FFPC. And then Andrew Howard sweeps in and, and wins it and, and, and adds to just another FFPC team to make a notch in his belt. So it's it's veterans, it's rookies, it's guys coming in and, and, and forming relationships, competing and, and we love it, and I'm, I'm so glad that uh, the group from Appleton is headed south uh, August 26th through 28th. Yeah, and the main event, uh, obviously, we, we talked about it being online. Several draft times open uh, for the main event online. You're also, uh, that would be August 14th, 16th, 18th, uh, 23rd, and 25th. Also, two of them 
on uh, August 29th as well. But come and draft live. You come and draft live. Not only at, we mentioned Louisville because that's one we go to every year in the 26th uh, through the 28th, but also Jack's Casino, Cincinnati, Ohio, Sunday, August 21st. Drafts going um, 11, 130, 4:30, 7:30. You have an all-day extravaganza in Cincinnati, Farrell. Are main event teams still open there? Yes, we've got a few spots left for 7:30 and. Uh, a couple spots in the early, uh, uh, the 11 o'clock. I've been surprised how quickly that one is sold. And it's it's pretty exciting uh, to to be about a month out and, and, and almost be sold out there. We, uh, we're very excited to uh, to get down to Kentucky once again this year. It's, it's going to be an awesome experience. Farrell, for anyone who's interested, they can obviously go to kffsc.com. Uh, they can also email and call you, correct? They can call me. I'm up all night, as you guys know. It's 502-523-5057. In the car all day tomorrow, headed to Chicago, guys. So I'd love to talk fantasy football with anyone. And uh, if you don't get me, I'll call you back, and we'll talk you into coming to the bluegrass and taking your shot at being the champion. I mean, if you have, like, if you have personal problems, you know, your wife's not treating you well, anything at all, Maybe. just give them a call. Yeah. Yeah, eating we can disorders. Cure, you know, we can you know. cure that stuff. I mean, if you've got a bunch of problems, we'll Frankenstein that shit together, Dave, and straighten it out for you. You know, it, we'll make it work. <laughs> hey, I may call you tomorrow. Actually, I got I got plenty of problems. For anybody who enjoys their therapy to be in more of a public uh, <laughs> setting, Farrell is going to be co-hosting the uh, Pros versus Joes League Number One Sunday night at eight seven Central, right here at BlogTalkRadio.com/hsff. Uh, that is going to be a fun two hours. Farrell and I will be chatting about Kentucky. We'll be chatting about uh, the, the draft, pick by pick. And, yeah, maybe getting into some, uh, you know, drug abuse, alcoholism, uh, whatever it is, <laughs> psychosomatic disorders. Listen, bring it up. We're going to talk about it on air. Farrell, I can't wait. Sunday night's going to be awesome, man. Oh, it's a fabulous thing to get the opportunity to do. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about it. I'm sorry, I'm going to miss it. <laughs> All right, Farrell. I'm going to be in Door County having a fish boil. That, that is true. You, uh, you will be doing that. Farrell, I uh, want to thank you for popping on tonight. Uh, always a pleasure to hang out with you. We'll talk to you Sunday night, man. My pleasure, guys. See you in Wisconsin real soon. Farrell Elliott, NFL agent, agent to uh, really anybody in the uh, pop culture world. Uh, a lot of great stuff. I'm excited to see Quiet Hollers. I think you'll enjoy them. I wrote, actually wrote it down as my little show notes here. I like them on Facebook now. <laughs> so I'm, I was excited. That doesn't really mean anything. You like about a thousand people. Well, no, because like now the, the stuff shows up in my feed. So when oh, they release something right. or whatever. All right. I'm, I'm going to – do they have a YouTube? Finger or, on the pulse of Vimeo. I, you know, the link's probably on there. I didn't subscribe to that. Right, I don't no. subscribe to too many people on YouTube. So. Oh, which, by the way, I should mention that. Yes. When you're listening to the High Stakes Fantasy Footballer Sunday night, go to our YouTube channel. We're going to have the live draft board right up there. So that will be very exciting as well. Um, as long as I'm talking about it, you're going to say, well, that's very exciting. You're having, more, you're having six of these drafts. Who's drafting on Sunday night? Who's in the first one? Let Wait, me tell you. I got it right here. All of them? Pro, no. Pros versus Joes, number one, Sunday night at 8, 7 Central. This is the Purple Rain Division, the Joes. Uh, we have friends of the show, James Harper, Paul Miley going to be on. Uh, Matthew Zozula, Tango and Cash going to yeah. be drafting. Those guys Jimmy, are great, great on Twitter. Yeah, they are. Jimmy Wagner, uh, another friend of the show, and of course Chad Schroeder and Thomas Glaze, also being part of the Joe's uh, contingent Sunday Chad, night. Chad is one of the icons of, uh, of high stakes fantasy football in the season long arena. Yeah, he, his reputation is unparalleled. 
It really is. Sort of like this show in the fantasy football <laughs> podcast industry. Pretty much about the we're same. The, we're the Chad Schroeder of the of podcasts. That's anyway, right. the pros will be Tony Sincata and Corey Parson, another friend of the show, former co-host oh. of the HSFFR. Corey's oh, – this sucks. I'm going to miss Corey You're Parson You're going to miss Corey in? Parson. Oh, yep. He's so great. He will be uh, – those guys are from SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio. Rumford Johnny from Draft Day Consultants. Uh, Roto experts, Adam Ronis and 2014 champion Tim McCulloch. They're all going to be fighting. Also good. The defending champion from the Fantasy Sports Network, Jake Seeley. Nice. Going to be taking his talents to Purple Rain on uh, Sunday night. That's, so a that, big, that's a big draft. That'll be a big draft. Farrell will uh, co-host it with me. So that is going to do it for tonight's show, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank uh, Jay Flake for hanging out. I want to thank Farrell Elliott for coming on. I want to thank the FFPC, Rob, Bryce, and, of course, you for hanging out and listening to the show once again. I want to remind everybody, we have a ton of Superflex and online sats that are both of the slow and live variety going on this weekend. Check those out. Football Guys Players Championship, those are filling up too. Check those out. I'll be commissioning those all weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. And remember, Sunday night, we'll be back here broadcasting the draft pick by pick. Your Pros vs. Joe's opening weekend starts now. This has been another episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com that was broadcast live and heard around the world. Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week. Vacation, the new National Lampoon's Vacation. The new one. Yeah, that's what this is. Really? That's that. Yeah. No, I have not seen it. It's good. I see the audio is still playing. The audio is still playing. You're such a dork. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> <laughs>